My message today is entitled, Where Are You Looking? Where Are You Looking? What you look at determines your direction. And how long you look at it determines the acceleration of your pursuit towards what you are looking at. For example, if you're driving a car down the road and a deer on the forest edge catches your eye off to the right, if you don't snap your focus back to the road ahead, you'll begin to veer off onto the shoulder. A prolonged look to the side can be catastrophic. It may not give you enough time to correct your actions dependent upon your speed. Therefore, it is of crucial importance that we continue to keep our eyes on our destination. How possible is that to accomplish in today's world? There are a lot of things that catch our attention these days. A lot of things that distract us from our pursuit of God. Sometimes the distraction simply unsettles us and causes us to temporarily get off track before we do a course correction to get going again. But there are other times where we get fixated on something that is a clear violation of the truth, a definite injustice, something that really gets under our skin and infuriates us. And this fixation leads to us changing our focus and spending the bulk of our time thinking and brooding and ruminating about this injustice. What is ruminating? Well, according to counselor and author Elizabeth Scott, rumination starts innocently. It's your mind's attempt to make sense of something and move on from a frustrating situation. However, it can catch you in a circular, self-perpetuating loop of frustration and stress. Rumination can be oddly irresistible and can steal your attention before you even realize that you're obsessing on it again. Co-rumination, where you rehash a situation with friends until you've talked it to death, also brings more stress to both parties once it passes the point of being constructive. If you find yourself constantly replaying something in your mind and dwelling on the injustice of it all, thinking about what you would have or should have done to stop it, without a constructive response, you will make yourself more stressed. You will pull the life out of yourself. Rumination is like rocking back and forth on that same old creaking rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. And it often annoys those around you. In short, ruminating takes your focus off the things of God and keeps them on the world as you attempt to solve problems in your own logic, in your own strength being led by your flesh to complain, to slander your enemy, and hold yourself in an unforgiving state. It puts all your attention on the problem without looking to God alone as our answer. 
So I ask you, where are you looking? To the government? To a political figure? To society? To the news or media stations? To social media? To see who can to see who you can agree with or to see how many people like or agree with you? Are you looking for affirmations from others who are afraid to tell you the truth? Are you looking to your own wisdom? Where are you looking? I will tell you where God wants us to look. It's our memory verse for today. Psalms 121, verses 1 and 2. It's simple. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. We are to be looking to God. He is our help. He is our answer. He who made heaven and earth is the only one who can help us. Do you realize what's going on right now? in our world, in society. The enemy is gaining traction. Many people, including many Christians, are looking to the wrong place for their help. We are not to look to cable news stations to right our wrongs. Jesus is our help. We are not to look to social media to find someone who has a humorous way of speaking ill against people that we disagree with. All that is doing is producing more hatred and more division and encouraging people to look to themselves to solve problems instead of looking to the Lord. When we see injustice, why are we not all dropping to our knees and crying out to God? Do we even believe that He alone is our help? As His Word says. When we see the unraveling of society, And it's unraveling. When we see the unraveling of society, why are people not flocking to Bible studies to learn what God is speaking to us in these days? Why are Bible studies so poorly attended while cable news stations are so intently watched? I ask you again, where are you looking God gives us the answer in black and white. We are to lift our eyes to the hills. That is where our help comes from. Our help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. We are so busy minding the world's business when Jesus made it perfectly clear whose business we should be minding. Do you remember when Jesus' parents left Jerusalem without Him when He was a boy, each thinking that Jesus was in the company of the other parent. And then when they returned and found Him in the temple, He gave the most curious reply. Luke 2.49, Jesus said to them, Why did you seek Me? Did you not know that I must be about My Father's business? Stop for a moment and let that answer permeate your being 
Let it convict you if you've been spending too much of your time watching cable news stations, placing and sharing posts on the Internet about those who you believe are unjust. Don't you know? We must be about our Father's business. We must learn to deal with things in a godly way and then get back to focusing on our eternal destination. But with so much injustice around us, constant blasphemy by those in society, and increasing anti-biblical views and practices encroaching on us on all sides, how are we supposed, how are we supposed to respond? Well, let me show you what Jesus did in the hopes that it may give you a key to any situation you seemed locked into right now. Luke 14, verse 1. Now it happened, as Jesus went into the house of one of the rulers of the Pharisees to eat bread on the Sabbath, that they watched Him closely. I'll tell you that the people who come to Jesus for the wrong reason, that watch Him closely, trying to prove Him wrong, will never find Him. You know why? Because you cannot find Jesus by looking at all the things on the outside. Jesus draws us to the eternal, not to the external. Luke 14, verse 2. And behold, there was a certain man before Him who had dropsy. While this passage highlights one who seeks healing from Jesus, notice what condition is on display here. Dropsy. Which literally means gathered waters resulting in swelling of soft tissues. Think about this. When we don't deal with things in a godly manner, when we ruminate on issues through continual complaining, when we focus all our energies on speaking ill of those we disagree with, it's as if the living water that was meant to flow through us is all stopped up. These gathered waters become stagnant and no longer produce life. Yet Jesus made it clear that His streams are supposed to keep flowing through us. That's why it's Living water. John seven thirty seven and 38. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to Me and drink. He who believes in Me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. When the rivers of living water stop moving, they become stagnant and block life from manifesting in us and around us. Thus, Jesus is presented now with this opportunity to heal a man with dropsy on the day of the Sabbath. Luke 14.3 And Jesus answering spoke to the lawyers and the Pharisees saying, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? 
don't know if you caught it, but did you see what Jesus did? He answered their thoughts. They hadn't said a word. He knows what we are thinking even if we don't say a word. So Jesus asked the question, is it lawful? You see, Jesus and the Pharisees had different definitions of what was lawful, of what was unjust, of what was the right thing to do, the godly course of action. No matter what we think or perceive or consider, we must realize that Jesus always has the answer. His Word provides our wisdom and direction. Seeking Him in prayer is how we find our direction. Knowing how to respond, how to react, and knowing what to address and what to let go. Thus, going up against the scheming, unjust motivations of the Pharisees, how would Jesus respond? Watch closely. It's quite simple. Luke 14, verse 4. But they kept silent. And Jesus took him and healed him and let him go. Jesus didn't use His words to debate with them. He didn't speak evil of them or slander their names. He didn't rally a bunch of His disciples to come to His side. He simply got right to work. First, He took him. He confronted the situation. He didn't ignore it. He confronted it. He didn't hesitate to think about it or ask permission. He didn't wait for their opinions. He had only asked the question of whether it was lawful to teach them, not to be persuaded by their answer. He didn't stop to worry or overanalyze the situation. He did what he knew was right by simply choosing to deal with it directly. The first lesson for us is to deal with things directly. Don't let them fester. We shouldn't be ruminating on things again and again. Seek God through prayer and discernment and deal with things directly. So first, He took Him. Second, He healed Him. Jesus took care of the problem. He stood on the authority of His Word, the same authority He gave us to stand on His Word. He finished the work. He completed the task. Jesus saw it through. He didn't give room for His feelings or the feelings of others to derail His work. He didn't pump up His justification with emotions or sarcasm. He healed the problem. He took Him. He healed Him. And number three, He let Him go. This is the most important lesson for us. After Jesus took him and healed him, he released him and then moved on, continuing to teach all who would hear. He didn't revel in his accomplishments. He didn't pat himself on the back or start signing autographs. He didn't begin promoting himself in public to brand his name so he could sell books. He also didn't worry about what others might have thought. He took hold of him. He healed him. And He let them go. He didn't ruminate on the issue or their wrong motivations. 
He addressed the issue. He confronted it head on. And then He moved on. Think of all that Jesus was able to accomplish in three short years of public ministry on this earth. If He had been stuck ruminating on issues and what people thought, He never would have left Jerusalem or Galilee. He never would have left to go all over the places. He took him. He healed him. He let him go. Are you still able to hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you? Are you willing to be honest and allow conviction to search you? To try you? To reveal any gathered waters in your life? It's not a message for the person sitting next to you. It's a message for each one of us individually. Because all of us are guilty at it at times. What things have you been focusing on, focusing too much attention on, and responding in the flesh? In what ways have you been focusing on the problem instead of the answer? Jesus Christ. Is it time for you to address the issue in a godly way? Then reestablish the proper focus. What specifically do you need to take hold of? Heal the frustration within and then let it go. Where are you looking? Psalms 121. I will lift my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. God knows what we need. We don't need to keep reminding Him. We don't need to keep complaining. We're all guilty. I'm guilty. We're all guilty. But we need to believe God's Word as it is written, not just say it and say that's a neat verse. We need to apply that. We need to lift our eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord. He made heaven and earth and everything in it. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word today. We thank You for the truth of Your Word that does not shame us, but convicts us. That draws things to the surface so that we can truly let those things go. God, give us the answer. We're not saying that we are to be quiet and avoid everything. But help us to deal with things. To confront things head on. To speak our peace in a godly way and then move on. Forgive us for slandering our enemies. Forgive us for spreading gossip. Forgive us for doing anything that takes our focus off of You. You alone are our answer. We seek Your face. We ask You to draw us close to You. Heal us. Forgive us.